welcome to this first audio podcast of Drinking About. I'm your host, Cor Polonk, here with Tori Namason. Hi. We somehow, we got a, to sit down and drink about some conspiracies with John. Yeah. John. John uh, McAfee. McAfee, not yeah. McAfee. No, McAfee. I thought it was McAfee, uh-huh. but it's McAfee. Are you sure it's McAfee? Um, yeah, because I was listening to it, and he, that's what he says, McAfee. Oh, yeah. But what we thought, I thought for a long time was McAfee. Actually, I wasn't sure. I thought it was like GIF and JIF and Jife and McAfee and McAfee. It's always been a little confusing. Oh, wait, hey, pour me some. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. Oh, Check out that sound effect. Oh, oh okay. here's a more. Just a little bit. Oh, okay, that's good. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> oh yeah, fucking Tori met John Mc... McAfee at a party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I met McAfee at a at a Bitcoin thing in uh, San Francisco. So I was talking to some guy, and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of nervous to go up to him. It's like, ah, just do it. I'm like. Oh, okay, so I went up, and then like this other guy went in like right ahead of me and started talking. I was like, uh, "Hey!" And then I like I said something about his uh, about his he wrote wrote these yoga books. So I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a fan of your work, your uh, yoga books." You lied though, because you yeah, haven't read no, them. I haven't. And he's like, "Tori lies about little things that you would never well, even think to lie about." <laughs> I don't get it. What's well, little things to make your life more interesting? Oh, he needs to make his life. I don't, I don't even about think he does. Things. Tori's life's pretty interesting, and yet he's got all these little Maybe lies it's not. to make Maybe it more I'm interesting. Maybe I'm lying about the whole oh. thing. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh shit. It was... Uh. Uh, no, I don't lie about big things. Just little details that don't matter. Like, I posted a thing about vodka and Dr. Pepper, and I said, hey, this is a rum and coke. Well, first, you told me, it was since Dr. you Pepper. were working on editing and I was trying oh. to manage your time, <laughs> you said, there's no booze in this. That was the first lie. Well, no, that was true. And then I put, then I'm like, hey, why is there no booze in here? So right. I put booze in it. Well, I wouldn't have objected. But you lied about it all together <laughs> to deceive your followers. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, man. Even if they're lovable like this, this rapscallion, you still got to question anything you see on the internet. Oh, which brings us oh, yes, to, to our, our uh, part where you tell people that not everything oh, yeah. in this might be actually true. No, the disclaimer. flawed human beings. Yes, that's the one. This is a, so a disclaimer about the interview. You're going to hear some wrong information. Here and there. Here and there. But Just it's little stuff. It's little, really inconsequential. Yeah. I mean, some of it might be consequential, yeah. but none of it was malicious or unintentional. Yeah. And... We invite you to do your own fucking no. research and have a clear head about you when trying to sort through this world because no. it's full of lies and misdirections. That's the They're... difference between us and other news outlets, people, <laughs> is that we'll be straight up with you. We might be full of shit. We're halfway honest, we're halfway about, honest about it. About. Almost halfway honest about it because you can't trust us, right? Yeah. That's what we're yep. saying. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a couple things because I had to listen to the thing like four or five times because I was editing it. I'm going to have to edit this piece of shit audio that we're doing right now. I had to listen to it <laughs> once. So there's there. I, and then I researched the hell out of everything. So far. So there, I mean, there's hopefully going to be tons of links in the show notes, and we'll have to figure out how to do show notes. Oh, shit. Oh, so the audio is really atrocious for the podcast, and yeah. we're working on fixing it. 
Part of that's because we're low budget and we don't have a sound guy. <laughs> we're fucking drunk when yeah, we're, we're doing gonna, the recording. Yeah, we'll set up like a Patreon or mm. a GoFundMe or yes. some shit like that. Yes. And if you are really want to delve into the mysteries of yeah. the fucking universe and get uh, through the lens equipment. of a couple inebriated assholes, yeah. then uh, you the can, more money you give you us, you can fund us. The more drunk we can get. Frankly, I don't even want to drink this much. It's bad for me. Yeah. No. Do you think Jesus wanted to be on the cross? <laughs> Corporate <laughs> got drunk for your sins, motherfuckers. Oh. So, without further ado. Uh, without further ado, here is the wonderful, the inevitable, the uh, the amazing. The man. You came up with the text. The mi- it, yeah. yeah, give me a chance to say it. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. John. M- <laughs> McAfee John McAfee and then here's the music thank you Donald this is a treat uh, do yourself uh, yeah that's sure. how they do it in Mexico uh, okay. put it between your thumb your forefinger awesome <laughs> so what are you talking about today uh, conspiracies and you and um, I guess I'm sort of going to be asking slightly more technical stuff than his, his more right. conspiracy stuff. But well, well, but we'll just play it loose. So. Well, I'd like to talk forever on conspiracies. I mean, to be, for me, awesome. the entire world is a conspiracy. Depending on my mood, you know, it's, it's either the 10 or 12 people who I think are following me, or the 10 or 12 people who are going to be around the corner, or usually just a few people on it. So. What do you think the biggest conspiracy that people should think about right now? It's, just, it's, it's, a, it's, a hard, it's a hard one to answer. Me. Uh, to me, the most obvious conspiracy is, is where the conspirators do not know that they are conspirators. And let's look at Google as an example. If you look at what Google has created over the past 20 years, Android for mobile phones and, and mobile devices, what has it actually created? Think about it. It has created a platform for spy applications, has it not? It is designed to allow applications to collect information about you. Your location, your contacts, possibly your emails, your instant messages. It may be allowed to turn on your camera or your microphone. If you look at the permissions that you have given these apps, you'll be shocked. There are Bible reading apps. And these are apps where, you know, it's late at night and you're a Southern Baptist or a Northern Baptist for that matter. And you'd like to have your phone read Genesis chapters 1 through 24. You just type that in, turn off the lights, and a synthesized voice lulls you to sleep while speaking in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and so on. So what the, what permissions does that app need? Well, two really access to the keyboard. And uh, the second one is access to your speaker. It needs nothing else. When these apps first came out, almost all of them, in addition to access to your speaker, wanted access to your microphone. Or you're not talking to a synthesized voice, so why did it need that? Access to your camera to take still photos or videos. Access to your location. Access to your contact. That's one that always dismays, like when, you know, doing something online or whatever they want access to my contacts that right. one okay that's yeah. the one that because that's okay if i'm giving up myself but then i feel like oh man i'm giving up my that's right you're giving up your friends yet you have allowed all these applications to legally do this why because when they first start when you first download them and install them they come up with 
a list of permission. Sometimes it's access to your phone to make outbound calls to anyone, maybe even a foreign country, at your expense without telling. You have agreed to this by getting accepted. Yeah. Tori turned me on to your app oh, yeah. the other day. Uh, which one? Debasive or yeah. okay? Well, the sensible one that merely should alarm you by running it and telling you what permissions you have granted to all of your apps without looking at. Yeah, decentral. Decentral is the one that after you after you download, you go, oh my god! No. You should then download Debasive well, I, to I, lock down all of these. I, I developed an app and it's just a timer, but it was easier for me to just ask for all the permissions than to not. So I don't use them all. But because you have asked for it, you could if you wished. Yeah. If you were a Russian hacker, because <laughs> yeah. oh, who, yeah. who develops these apps? I mean, some pardon. I could sell my app to a company, and yes. then they could hack it. Absolutely, because I sell applications because that's it. Then the next version of the app, which acts for the same permissions, so yeah. your users are not going to be suspicious. Suddenly, all of their data disappears, or their screen, everything is locked, and they say, "Please send five hundred dollars to this address, and we'll give you your data back." So here's the fundamental problem. You ask about the greatest conspiracy. If you look at what has been developed, which is an, an operating system designed to spy on you, why is it designed that way? Because the currency of exchange in today's world is no longer the dollar. It's information. Microsoft did a study last year and concluded that the average person's information, man, woman, and child in America, 400 million people, is worth over a $1,000 per year. That's for each person. For each person. Wow. Now, so you're looking at that market, and you're yeah. trying to get dollars by selling software. What are you going to do? You're going to go after the information market. Much of it is benign, or generally benign. It's a marketing company that's wanting to find out what color shoes you buy, so that when you leave the store, they can put an ad on your screen to buy a, the same color jacket across the street. And that's benign because you can choose not to buy it. However, it also opens it up to people who are not so benign. Since those apps can do this so easily, so can any app, a Bible reading app. Now, the Bible reading app was not doing anything nefarious that I could see other than sending all of the, inf the information to uh, an IP address in Atlanta owned by Focus on the Family. I don't think they're gonna steal your wallet. They may uh, try to get you to buy a Bible, however. Or maybe someone will knock on your door. These are different things. Designing a fundamental platform in a way that allows right-minded people to monitor you also allows wrong-minded people to monitor you. That looks like a conspiracy to me. Yet, I don't think anybody at Google believes they are part of a conspiracy. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Uh -huh. So, the conspiracy has actually been carried out beyond the control of human beings. Where, when I started, I started on the IBM 360 machines. You probably don't know anything about them. They filled this room. and with the and cards? Had, or? It started out with a panel. You threw switches on the panel to <laughs> the program. Right? Okay. You programmed in binary. Then right. when the cards came on, I go, oh, God, is this great? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like punch holes in these things, put them in this rear. Okay, In binary, every machine wow. instruction, add. XOR, XOR AB. Okay, here we go. That's amazing, Branch. though, that you've been through that whole journey. With yes, I've been through the like, journey yeah, from the that very. That is amazing. So you got to trust me. I know. <laughs> I got to know it. I notice when something weird happens. Yeah, wow. Right? Because I have a history to compare it against. This transitions to this, which transitions to this, which transitions to this. And then suddenly, with Google and, and Apple, it's transitioning off into orbiting Pluto. Whoa, what's wrong here? So then I back up and say, what happened here? Well, what happened here is someone discovered that, you know what? 
if we sell information rather than software, we're going to make four times a month. And some accountant goes, cool, but nobody thought through the implications of what's happening. This is the greatest conspiracy, but it is a conspiracy that is outside the control of the human mind. We have created a technology that is so complex, so interconnected, and so advanced. And if you don't believe me, you ask the people who configure firewalls. Ten years ago, you might have had a hundred devices on there, everything understanding. Right? You've got a, a computer here, and you've got, you may, may have a printer, easy stuff. Now, you may have a freaking refrigerator on there. And instead of 50 devices, you may have 500 or 5,000. Now, can you imagine the complexity of configuring a firewall? We're not even sure what the hell the refrigerator is doing. You just know it's on the net, right? Is it talking to the toaster? Now, maybe in the corporate world today, there are few or maybe no refrigerators on their intranets. But next year, I promise you, they'll need lots. Why? Because they have Wi-Fi capability, they have, uh, they have memory, they have a processor, and they have some intelligent processing. So no wonder hackers are getting through these holes. I was surprised to learn that like all my Google completely saved and archived online. Yes, yeah. well, duh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what good is information if it's transitory? Uh -huh. Do you understand? So someone goes, well, good Lord, do you realize all of the value that's being lost in this momentary transmission that disappears into the void? Why don't we archive it, and suddenly you have a deep well to dive into and peruse at your convenience. So sure, they're doing it. The phone companies are doing it. Everybody who can access anything about you is doing it. Why? Memory is cheap. Well, like the counter argument to that is like you can sort of see disease patterns in the world, or like you can find you know concentrations of cancer or whatever. And no question. No question, but you can also go through there and find out everything that I want about you in order to blackmail you. I can cross-reference using heuristics and say, hey, I notice this guy lives here, but every Friday night he spends the night over here. So someone's going to go, well, that seems to be a pattern of men who are having affairs or women who are having affairs. Let's dig a little deep. I'm serious. We have given us the ease of use, and we have given us this great facility without preventing those with ill intent from going in and going, God, this is so easier than it used to be just robbing banks. Because to rob a bank, I gotta get a gun, I gotta get a car, I gotta get a driver, I gotta risk some bullets. But to do the same thing and collect the same money, I just gotta sit back in a closet somewhere in Afghanistan or Uzbekistan and using a keyboard do the same thing. So the conspiracy is not the conspiracy of intent, it is the conspiracy of neglect, the implications of these advances that we have given to the world. And I'm not saying it's Google, it's all of us. None of us are thinking through. Who is your worst enemy? Let me ask you, who do you think it is? I don't know, I just, the first cliche thing came to my mind is I'm my own worst enemy. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, oh, absolutely, you <laughs> yeah. are your worst enemy. Why? Let me give you an example. In the cryptocurrency world, well, just this past week, $64 million disappears from the third largest Bitcoin exchange on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. But, but why are we focusing on that? Because I guarantee you 10 times as, money is, as much money is lost by people who go, I want to get into Bitcoins and don't yeah. understand what the hell is going on. Yeah. They don't understand the blockchain. I, I think I understand these things. I'm not a mathematician. Blockchain is very obvious to me. I myself think that I understand technology. And have a, a you know a fairly 
comprehensive understanding of mathematics. That was that was my, my study. And so we were looking at a company in Virginia that is an exchange company where you can exchange Ethereum's for Bitcoins and Bitcoins for Litecoins, coins for the Dow, on and on and on and on. So before we're going to make any offer or do anything reasonable, I want to make sure it works. So I spent weeks transferring. You know, I just threw a bunch of money into a Bitcoin account mm -hmm. and then moved it to an Ethereum and then I moved it on and on and on and on. Mm -hmm. I probably lost $5,000 through my own Why? Here's why. Rather than well, thinking through the implications of our own weaknesses, to do so in this modern world where we should have computers thinking for us, on these things anyway, you have to remember the send address and the receive address of three entities, your Bitcoin wallet, the exchange wallet, and your Litecoin wallet. So now, at 11 o'clock at night, having worked all day long, I'm going, I get my send and receive address mixed up. Why? Because it's all on me. Why isn't this one thing with an interface that go change these light points to bitcoins? Thank you. Because that won't make a mistake, yet I will. And to carry that further to a higher level, the people who configure firewalls that I mentioned earlier, when you had 50 devices, you didn't make a lot of mistakes. When you had 5,000 devices, you make a mistake every minute. So we wonder then why we build these massive firewalls and a week later, we've lost our entire database because of the human element. We have tried to create a barrier of incredible complexity from this tiny instrument here. And by the way, this instrument has become increasingly tiny every year compared to the devices that we have created to augment it. Last week, when did the Southwest Airlines go down? Um, That's right. San Francisco. San Francisco trying to get back to Tennessee. We were stuck for two days in LA because Southwest Airlines had a partial day outage in its computer system. Now, you would think, okay, when the computer's up, we'll go. No, five days later, they're still a day and a half behind. Why? Because when the systems went down, you go, well, can you put me on another flight? Uh, I don't know because our flight reservation system is down. Will you give me a refund so I can go to America and get them? Uh, I can't because our refund system is down. But I have a receipt. I, that doesn't mean anything to me. What means something is what comes up on this screen. So we have become so dependent on the electronic technology that we have created that without it, we can't function. Now, what would happen if a team of Chinese hackers had been planning for a couple of years, maybe three or four hundred people, really bright hackers, and they've been training. They're not doing anything. And instead of just bringing down the Southwest, because we know the Chinese, that the Chinese, the Russians, and half of the planet can bring down anything they want you know, within this country. We are so behind. What if they said, let's do it all at once? Okay, Team A, you're going to bring down all of the power uh, generating stations on the East Coast. Team B, everything on the West why Coast. Why are we so behind? Good God, why are we so behind? It's because we have lost the ability to think rationally. We're behind other countries, way behind. And here's why. I'll give you an example. We no longer think in a rational way. We think in a formal way. Our entire government is what? It is a formal structure, not a rational structure. If it were a rational structure, we'd have a completely different world. But it's a formal. The formal means I will think up to here and then branch off to here because this is how we think. The rest of the world doesn't think that way, particularly the Chinese. What, what did the Russians do to get ahead of us in hacking technology? They would have went to the Russian mafia, who are the, the premier hackers in the world, and hired them all, okay? 
If we tried that in America, well, if our president, if our executive branch had any sense at all, at DEF CON there would be 500 yeah. booths with big signs saying, we're paying five times as much as your current employee. We don't care if you want to smoke dope at work. We don't care if you have a purple mobile. We don't care if you have a nose ring. And we don't care if you want to come to work naked. But, we, we don't, but wait, you yeah. know this is true. Yeah. Okay, I, I hired a gentleman just a few weeks ago who was, you know, I, I, I've always considered myself a decent manager, but this gentleman is like, whoa, maybe it won't work. Why? He is sober. And people who are that right know I can do anything. And therefore, I don't need you. I don't need a boss. I don't need this. The only reason he's working for me is he finds me and my life interesting. So he follows me around. But when he doesn't follow me around, he, he follows whatever around and he's lost. The first day at DEF CON, he was supposed to be at 9 a.m. in the morning. He showed up at 4.15 in the afternoon <laughs> without an apology. <laughs> without an apology. Without, without any sense of having done anything that might have destroyed another person's life. I said, well, I said, what were you doing? He said, well, you know, I don't know. I just got involved in stuff. I said, well, why, why weren't you there? And he actually thought he was going, because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, right, so my response was, that's okay with me. And it is. It's okay. You don't give a fuck. It's okay with me because what he has consistently done is deliver what I've asked him to deliver. Built me a phone that can't be hacked by any of these people here. Well, that's he what we wanted that. to ask you. What phone do you use? Or, and how do you protect yourself from that? Well, if you buy a phone off the shelf, I don't try to protect myself. I use... I use the, the state-of-the-art Samsung S7. Why? You can't root this. It can't be rooted. Therefore, all of the malware, in which is 75%, that comes in, and the first thing it does is root your phone. Because you can root your phones now with, with apps, like Tower. Less than a megabyte of code downloaded, your phone is rooted. When you click the next button, the malware comes in, and it takes over. So I use the Samsung S7, but I do not delude myself into believing this has not been hacked a hundred times since I bought it. My point is I don't care. I assume that it has been, and therefore, all of my communications are either obscure or disinformation. I'm somebody who has just very little reason to like worry about being followed or whatever, but I've always just still assumed. Yes. But yeah. if I'm trying you to buy some assume. weed, or I'm you trying to, assume. so your answer is you don't protect yourself. You no, I, I don't. Mitigate. I mean, because whatever I can buy out there is not going to protect me. So this kid, which is really the smartest kid I've ever met, and also the most unmanaged. I said, can you, here's what I want you to build me. So it took him four weeks. He bought it to death, and I said, I want you to take it around to everybody you can find and say, have me. And so last night, after doing a, admittedly, the first day he showed up at four, but he stayed until four in the morning, went to parties, and, and, and he said, so, so he said, probably in the last two days, 200 people. And really, and, and I tested it too, it is unhackable. The unfortunate thing about it is it's also unusable by the average <laughs> user. It is. Now, it's not unusable by me because I understand what's going on. And it's based loosely on Android. So you have to assume if you have a mobile device, somebody is watching you. If nothing else, you have downloaded an app and pressed accept yeah. for an app that says, I might want to watch you every now. We have televisions. Samsung last year finally admitted in their user manual that they've been listening to. For the, from the TVs? From yeah. the TV. Like you, huh. you tell the remote control. At all times? And, just all times. and recording it all times. And recording uh, and sending it to Christ, a third man. party that they don't have to mention. Uh, Why? <laughs> because when you buy it, you have the assumed license, which you don't bother to read, uh, that tells you. So in the user manual, it says explicitly, 
if you wish to have a private conversation, oh, I'm serious, do not do it in front of our TV. Oh, and yet, it's the most popular TV out there. Think about what we have done to us. There's one in my grandfather's living oh, room. This is the problem. We are our own worst enemies. And this simply proves it. We are our worst enemies every time we download an app and we don't bother to read what permissions it's asking for. We're our own worst enemy when we naively assume that just because the manufacturer of the device says you're okay, that you're really okay. Because you're not. And it might be that they're not even lying to you. It's just that they're in the dark as well. So they are passing along what they believe to you, saying this is what's happening, and yet they're in the dark. You're in the dark. We're all in the dark to some degree. The only people who are in the light are those who are breaking into us because they don't assume anything. Yes. Speaking of breaking in and uh, this election season with the WikiLeaks and the DNC and stuff. Yes, yes. What Clintons are saying, oh, it's the Russians. Do you have any thoughts on it? Is it like the Russians? Was it a leak from the inside the DNC? Or what's your feeling? I don't know. The question itself proves the naivete of all of us because. The forensic analysts say, based on the manner in which the Russians generally hack into people, and the tool that they use was called hammer toss. Just a breaking entry tool. I love it. Hammer toss. And based on the IP addresses that they came to and everything else, that it was the Russians. Now, let me tell you something. If someone has the technical capacity to do what they did, then you must believe they have the far less technical requirement to hide their tracks completely. <laughs> so if you say, yeah. I can trace it back to you, then I promise you it's not you. <laughs> yeah. So no, what happens in the hacking world is we study how the Russians do things, but so do the Chinese and the people in Uzbekistan and the people in Iran and the Israelis and everybody else. So one of the best ways of hiding your tracks is to point the tracks back to somebody else. But mm -hmm. I promise you, if our forensic analysis says it was the Russians, then it's anybody but. <laughs> anybody, I know well. this. We all know this, and yet we are thinking formally again. Why? Because in the past, that worked. In the past, the forensic analysis, tracing things back, worked. That was long before IP address spoofing and social engineering and all the other tools that are being used by hackers. So we're still thinking in a paradigm that does not play in our current reality. The issue of social engineering is the fundamental problem, which we're not addressing. We have all seen that our technology facilitates our life tremendously. I don't have to think, I don't have to remember a single phone number anymore. I don't know my own phone number. That's a problem. I, like, I only know my own phone number. Yeah, I, I actually know I, mine and my wife's in case I lose my contacts. <laughs> I don't know the last but like, if I got busted and went to jail for something, like I would call? be stuck there and yes. I would not would you be call? able to call right. anybody. I'd I just call be like, my mom. I don't know my mom's oh, number anymore. Oh, this yeah. is the fact. I got a DUI and the cop was aware enough to turn my phone off so that when I got out, I was able to call my mom. <laughs> All right. There you have it. So we have become so used to believing in this technology that we have created that when someone comes up with a technology that in the past has also worked and it's an advanced technology the forensic science of tracing back a hacker to his source that we go okay that's great that must be the truth without thinking the simplest of all thoughts dude it's easy to point to someone else and to hide yourself it's hard to break into the dnc if you broke into the DNC, you've pointed to the person that you hate most. 
So when things point back to the Russians, mm. even though the Russians and the Chinese pretend to be enemies, I'm pretty sure it's the Chinese. Why? Because everybody knows it's the Russians. <laughs> Have you heard that conspiracy theory about Seth Rich? He was gunned down in his house a few weeks back, and he worked for the DNC. And he was responsible for voting, but also investigating allegations of voter fraud. I mean, so there's all sorts of conspiracy theories yeah, voting about but, it. But he but, got gunned but, down in his home, and there was nothing stolen. I understand. I yeah. understand. But let me tell you something yeah. about that. Um, because of who I am, at least in the technical community, mm. it's a badge of honor to do one of two things. Hack me. Which is easy because I'll out, I walk through, I walk through DEFCON with my Wi-Fi on, my Bluetooth, every possible way to happen. Please go ahead. Or to inform me, there hadn't been a single hack that somebody has not informed me of who had some either direct or indirect responsibility for. I'm, I'm telling you, I was the first person to get the data from the Ashley Madison hack, and that was done by some woman who had been spurned by the CTO and was going to get eaten. They call me and say, "I've got this data. How, where, well, how do I get it to you?" you know, well, Wow. What is it? Someone actually called like, me you John, John and said, I have all of Hillary Clinton's emails prior to her deletion. You were with me, John. 408 terabytes. Terabytes of information. And I go, I don't know you. You did not talk to me. And if you did, I want you to know now. I want nothing to do with this. Wow. And you sent. Why? Can you yeah. imagine what would happen to me if I had top <laughs> secret data? On my laptop, good God Almighty, I would be executed as a traitor. So, no, 99.99% of it, I don't touch. I do try to, a few things. A few people do not spoof their numbers. Maybe one in a hundred. I call back, it's them. Dude, I know who you are. Okay. Uh, you have a spoof number, right? In theory. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. All right. So, it's a piece of cake here. Are you now, do you mind giving me your phone number? Uh, yeah, 209. Yeah. Do you mind giving me a phone number of anybody in your contact okay. list whose name will come up if okay. they call you? I'll give you, uh, dad's. Perfect. <laughs> That's more perfect. Give me his number. Okay, now, so what I'm going to do is using mental telepathy, I'm going to make your dad call you. Dad. Can you make him say I love son. you too? Dad. <laughs> call your son. Dad. Yeah. Oh, wow. Who's calling you right yeah, now? Yeah, John Numson. John Is that Numson. your dad? Yeah. Okay, you want to pick it up and talk to yeah. him? Hello? L listen, son, don't be so freaking foolish, all right? <laughs> oh, that sounds like oh, your that, father. Yeah, it does. <laughs> no. Okay. That's the simplest of all spooks. The simplest oh, wow. of all spooks. And there are thousands. You think a hacker is going to leave a freaking trail to him? No. If I called you and said, whatever, uh, suddenly it would point to your dad. You know, if you're under <laughs> oath and go, well, it was my dad who called me and I called and said, I just robbed a bank, son. Or I wouldn't call. I'd text you. I would text you and say, yeah. I just robbed a Oh, and robbed. then on my I'd, phone there would be a trace. That's of correct. Wow. I've had my own phone call and I answer and say, yes, John. <laughs> I, I call him from his own phone. I call people from their own phone. Oh, they always confuse me. I'm calling me. So, how long did it take me to do that? 30 seconds. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, okay. it took you seven years to learn how to. Okay. Yeah, but to actually, to actually <laughs> yeah. do the apps. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now, trivial. Trivial, <laughs> trivial. And yet, it appears to be magic, doesn't it? It's all social engineering. So, if it's done, that's just a magic thing. But if it's done properly, it's a tool of entry. 
It's yeah. too old to enter. In fact, I, I did this demo on Fox News and I said, look, I want you to send me the chief executive's phone number if you have his number in your contact. And he did. So on the air, I spoofed. I said, this is Captain Smith. I'm with the FBI. There's been a major security breach within <laughs> Fox News. You stay exactly where you are, sir. We need to verify your identity. Please give me the password that only you would know. Wow. It's, wow. it's all nonsense. And yet it works. We have created this marvelous technology without any concept that you think this won't be turned against us? Of course it will. We have built the greatest cannon in the world that can fire a shell halfway around the world. The Germans were researching for this during World War II. But while we were doing that, a couple of geeks in the back room were going, okay, well, we know the shell is remotely controlled. So, you know, as soon as it comes out the barrel, turn it around and send it back to them. This is where we are today. So we have a false sense of reality that we are in control of the devices that we have created. I promise you, it is the reverse. Those devices are controlling us 100%. Because you try existing for a week without the internet, without electricity, without communications, without cell phones. I kind of like to. I can't go to the backwoods of Montana and do that anytime you like. So, so this is a situation. We are our own worst enemy. And when we collectively, as a nation, worse yet, as the world, become our own worst enemy, we become that species teetering on the brink of extinction. You must believe it. So are you saying like maybe an artificial intelligence would come and... That we created and yeah. hacked us. Yes, if you example. actually create an artificial intelligence with a sense of self. If you've ever read Krishnamurti, one of the greatest minds of all time, Jiddu Krishnamurti, at the day he was to take over the wealthiest organization in the world, he came up and gave the most moving speech in history. He said, I am declining the honor that you are giving me. said, because I cannot be your leader. You cannot have a leader. If you are to find out who you are, you must walk your own road by yourself. So he went off and he wrote hundreds of books and, and articles and, and whatever. If anybody is listening to me in artificial intelligence, good God, you must stop what you're doing and read everything that Jiddu Krishnamurti has written because what you are searching for, the philosopher's stone, of artificial intelligence, the sense of self, Krishnamurti tells you what it is. He describes step by step how the human mind creates a right. sense of self-identity. Yeah, like because he says it is an illusion created entirely by thought, which is a rational process, motivated, moved, and steered by our emotional content. Now, you take that and you read that, I promise you, you have the paradigm of true artificial intelligence. And someone's going to connect it together. I'm probably the only technologist in the world who's read everything Krishnamurti has written. So I know for a fact, I just have no interest in artificial technology because I have no interest in aiding my own species extermination. Well, However, once machines develop that sense of self, I just gave you how to do it. Um, <laughs> Maybe we'll have to bleep out the last minute. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Once machines develop that sense of self, which is, I am me. Meaning what? What does, what does the I mean? I, I am. It means that 
by and the center of the universe, and you know this, and everything else is peripheral. Which means that if the sense of self is given to artificial intelligence, we become, by definition, peripheral. Of far less importance than the concept of self that we create within that machine. Please, people, listen to me. You are trying to create your own extermination. If you do not think this through, like we did not think through what Google had done in a conspiratorial fashion without any knowledge of being a conspirator. Now, that technology cannot do us in, although it can make life very uncomfortable for us when it disappears. We'll be living in caves and wearing bear skins, but we yeah. will still have our identity as a species. But you must believe me, artificial intelligence with the same capability, even today, if there were a machine that did have the sense of I and suddenly go, you, you're going to be a threat to me. Why? You might turn me on. That ain't happening, dude. How would that thing exterminate us today? It would be a piece of cake. I just described it by a, a few hundred Russian or Chinese hackers. The machine who would have access to the internet and know everything that I know times a thousand would shut every single system in the world down. Farmers don't drive tractors anymore. They have joysticks. So first of all, how do we survive? Number one, we gotta eat and drink. Without water, we're all gone in a few days. Without the food, a few months. So the first thing we think is, okay, so we're going to simultaneously shut down all the tractors. We're going to shut down all the transportation that takes the produce and moves it to the processing facilities, which is controlled again by computers. There aren't any human beings running the processing canning lines. No, it's all done automated. And you've got somebody up there. What do we do if, yeah, if machines are taking over all these jobs, you know, and doing our thinking for us? Well, do we don't it. have to worry about it. They're going to do all the producing for us, too. We get to sit back and watch so, TV. But we so do the elites kill us off, or the, do the, we, like... Or do well, we... no, no, it's not. The elites are going to be the machines. You need to understand that we have become more and more peripheral as we produce less and less, until finally the, the identity of self and our artificial intelligence will say, wait a minute, they're parasites. <laughs> That's all. They're just freaking parasites. And a few of these machines will, all of them, a sense of I will go, Yes, I agree, because we now, and then the war of the machines will begin. No, I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> well, I'm not pulling well, this out of my ass. Uh -huh. No, I now they, no longer need the carbon-based unit. That's right. We don't need the carbon-based unit because they are superfluous. So this We this do rather utopia, fuck shit up around the, the don't planet. Know. <laughs> when this utopia that we are attempting to design for ourselves is simply our coffin. It is a comfortable coffin through which we will all pass into the grave, probably simultaneously. I, I don't know. I still hope we'll pull together. Like, yeah. Well, the, the, you know, I'm not entirely optimistic, but I'm you know trying to hold to on to a little. Like, you know what we uh, have to do first? We have to pull ourselves together. Right. We have to take responsibility for what we have done. I'm not pointing to Google or anybody. I'm just, I'm equally as responsible for having observed this and not gone running naked to the streets going, the world is ending. The world is ending. The only reason I didn't do that is because no one's paying attention. It's just McAfee being more crazy. But I'm just as responsible as Google or anybody else because I saw it. But what could I do? Well, I could have done something for fuck's sake, and I did not. And I'm telling you and whoever is listening to this that look at the truth of where you are now with our operating systems designed to spy on you and our dependence upon the results of these operating systems in order for our ease of use but we can't remember a phone number. We can't remember what we're doing on July 15th of next year because we don't need to. Our calendar will give us a warning 
30 minutes before or a day before, whatever we want. So it makes it a lot easier to be a stone, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'm sorry, I've been ranting on. I'm sure you have questions. But uh, uh, something that I'm personally interested in is, do you still code? Oh, good God, I haven't coded in years. Did you miss it? Oh, hell no. No. Oh. <laughs> How could you miss coding? I'm sorry. What but, a special but, kind but, of But I tell you what, I coded enough to be able to identify a good coding talent. Okay. All right, that, that's, that's, that's all I needed to do. And so now, I don't, I don't do anything. I just so, wander around trying to establish relationship with kids who don't show up on time <laughs> so, uh, and, and, and being okay with it. So what makes a good coder? Like, how would you... I, I think it takes, first of all, an asocial personality. <laughs> okay, it does. Somebody, yeah. somebody huh. who is unable to really socialize. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because, because socialization for a coder is his relationship to his coder. Wow. So it, it takes... To some extent, an asocial personality. Do you think you you're asocial, or you were when you were first working? Yeah, or like... I'm one of those rare things. If I was not a great coder, okay? oh. this is why. I don't, <laughs> maybe if I were a great, maybe if I were a great coder, I would still be coding. Okay. All I said was I, I was enough of a good coder to to recognize those who were far better than me. Okay, okay. okay. and let me tell you how that happened. It happened in 19, 1984. In Lockheed, this is where it became Lockheed Martin, in Sunnyvale, California. And I was put with one of the greatest minds I've ever had the, the pleasure to meet. And his name was Ed Hatch, a few years older than me, infinitely blind. And I had been working on this coding problem, trying to get it into the right, because back then, memory wasn't expensive. Everything else was cheap. Now, memory is cheap as dirt. Yeah, what's fact, it's probably cheaper than dirt by the pound. <laughs> what's, what's the limiting thing now? Um, so uh, some this the limiting space to me so now is, 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 is transmit is the speed. You know, we're limited okay. by if the speed of light, if Einstein would only be wrong <laughs> about the speed of light, we could do the infinite. And I guess that's why it is limited because perhaps we should not do the infinite. I mean, there are there are um, stock trading systems that can make more money with every gigahertz added to the processing speed because it's done in microseconds. Seriously. And so, and so it's... It, yeah, it's something like 80% of the stock trades are computers. You know, computer, are computers making their own freaking decisions and we're just sitting back collecting the money or losing it. So speed is a limiting factor, but I'm, I'm off track. And get, what was the question again? <laughs> oh, was I was I a good coder? So, yeah. Okay. So, no, 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 I'm not. Uh, and, but I do recognize talent, so that's all I do is, is I I go around and try to make relationships uh, with what I perceive to be great talent. So in recognizing this talent, I think the only quality that I have, my only talent, is the ability to tolerate. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I'm serious. The ability. Well, you're telling us. To tolerate. So, <laughs> Thank you. No, because the greater the talent, the more tolerance you're going to need. I promise you. All right. I mean, look around here at DefCon. You know, the the the, the, yeah. the brightest people are the ones that it's like, whoa. You know. So, uh, you know oh, let me tell you. Okay, let me tell you another thing. So, so yesterday, the same gentleman that I was telling you that didn't show. I said show up at nine. He showed up at four fifteen. And when I asked him why, he said, he really thought about it. I, I guess I didn't give a fuck. 
<laughs> so I, I go, it's okay with me. Because it was okay with me. That's not important. What was important was... That's a nice, honest answer, though, too. Yes. Isn't this perfect? That's why you're so asocial. <laughs> because you can imagine, do you like this dress? No, it makes it look like a whore. You know? <laughs> so, because he's honest. Um, but he's also off the charts. The, the, the other two kids I had kind of managing him, trying to, you know, keep, keep oh, making wow. sure he oh, showed so up. The the <laughs> oh, oh, good guys. <laughs> they can't deal with it. Because it, last night, so last night we came in, it was 2 o'clock in the morning, we were walking down the hall, and someone had a tray of food left out for room service. He opened it up, there was a half-eaten hamburger, he reached in, grabbed oh, it, and started eating it. I go, so, what's the problem? No, but seriously, what's the problem? Did he force you to eat it? <laughs> what was the problem? And, and they, they kind of go, well, okay, I don't know. But he was eating acid all day the day before. I go, again? Okay. Well, so maybe that explains why he was eating someone else's hamburger. I don't know. So, so I have tolerance, and I've yeah. learned that over time. But let me I'll tell you the other story I was going to tell you about him. Yesterday, we were uh, interviewing our, being interviewed by Ars Technica. And Ars Technica is never. In a friend I don't know oh, why. Yeah. I've oh, never yeah. done it. I haven't slept at anybody's wife. I haven't slept in a wallet. <laughs> you know, I've not dissed them. Who knows? But we're being interviewed. So the gentleman's uh, interviewing me. He comes down and he starts talking and the guy's listening. And he hacked into, was a year or so ago, his alma mater, Penn State University, I think it was. He was showing him what he had done uh, to get all the academic records. He did nothing with it other than find the social security number of the department head in, in, in charge of the the uh, computing facility <laughs> and emailed it to him saying, see, you have a problem. Okay, they, they threw him out. So anyway, um, but, but so they were talking about that and I said, well, so not, thank you, I'm leaving. He said, oh, before you leave, I have one more question. So I started, he asked the question, but as soon as that happened, lost total interest. So he's trying to find what to do. So he gets his phone out and, and while I'm still answering the question, he goes, oh, watch this. He jumps up. And you walk, but there, there's a, a, a round bar with large computer screen, edge to edge, all the way around. People are watching ball games or whatever. So he runs by this phone. As he's running by, the screen's going blank, 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 <laughs> blank, <laughs> blank, nice. blank. And so the Ars Technica guy, God forbid, is watching this. <laughs> okay. So he's, hey, as he's funny, runs all around, and all the screens are blank everywhere. And he mm-hmm. comes back and says, please tell me that you know the magic. To turn them back on. He said, no, no, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so, um, but just to even wow. know about these, these little arcane <laughs> things, if you know enough of them, suddenly you do become a magician. That's your magician step. Who is it? Uh, any technology beyond understanding is magic? Yeah, I remember hearing you like offered to help the FBI like crack the. And then I don't know. I heard that they had somebody from Afghanistan. No, no, it was from Israel. From Israel. Oh, yeah, but even that was a lie because they actually. But is I also read there was some device on the market you could buy in China or something that did it. No, they bought in Israel, and they had a contract with this company. Uh And they'd had the contract since 2013. They Uh knew they could get into the phone. Uh It was a game. I knew that no matter what I offered, Uh they would. I'm the biggest basher. FBI trying to get more. Privileges. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and they go to Apple. Why? Because if they get a precedent with Apple, wow. then the big prize is next. And, and they Apple knock on Google's door with a precedent saying, look, precedent. So finally, uh, a guy, I think his name is James Gordon. He's the mouthpiece. I know you've seen him on TV. He's this polished, eloquent, clean, neat looking, trustworthy guy. 
And I, I think that he undergoes NLP or something, and, and they just do nothing but polish this guy. And they put him on TV. CNN asked if I would like to debate him. And I go, <laughs> you bet your ass. But what I did is I spent an entire day going through YouTube and, and everything I could find, getting every appearance that I could where he'd been on TV. What I discovered was, fuck oh, me, there's no way I could find this dude in his arena. But his arena was time. His arena was, do you want to secure yourself? Got to give up a little privacy. So I'm going, then I'm not playing in that arena because he'll kick my ass. I mean, he will kick my ass. So I come in, what am I going to do? I want to say, privacy doesn't concern me. That's what I came up with. What I like to talk about is security versus less security. Can we talk about that? Meaning, we have security, we're not secure now, so give us the key. So I came on going, yes, yeah, so if we give you the key, do you know what that will happen? We'll become the least secure society on the planet because you can't keep the key, and if you get the key, hackers are gonna get the key, and everybody with an iPhone is now going to lose every piece of security that they had. So that was my thing. So they came on, <laughs> and they talked, and first of all, you know, you, Mr. McAfee, you have to understand, in this world, nothing is perfect, it really is not. And if you want security, you have to give up some privacy. And I go, well, I, I know nothing about that. Um, but I would like to talk about security versus less secure, meaning that what you're trying to do is going to make us less secure. And he kind of, his eyes blink. He goes, uh, he goes, um, he goes, he goes no, he goes, you know, we, under, we understand that privacy is a fundamental right. And the amount that we're taking from you, and it's like he, he, he had not his mind. And so I listened to I understand, sir, but I really have no interest in that. And so I kicked his ass. Nice. And you were there when I was doing it. So 15 minutes later, 15 minutes, it ended on this note. When I'm going, well, maybe we can work together. Two days later, they dropped their suit against Apple. Wow. Yes. I have um, to say that this could stop at any time now because of the battery. So that's fine. Well, we've had a good idea. <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I think like we should keep going, but maybe we could like say some sort of finishing now in case it begins to drop. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed we've got to work on taking over the conversation today while you guys sat there and slept, uh, as everybody does. Uh, we I, were I drinking. Not, I do not take, <laughs> that's, that's the I take no offense to the fact that you were scratching your eyes and you were looking at your text messages. And, you know, probably, I think you were watching porn. And, I, I take no offense to that. He I knows you. Yes. So, um, and that's the only reason that I, I kept on talking. I, I, I thought, oh, yeah, you'll be finished soon. But, so, so I, I have to enjoy this. Awesome. And thank you Stop. much for the opportunity. All right. Now, after the bell. Yes. Uh, this election, the uh, allegations of voter fraud, do you find anything substantial to that? Or do you? You know, first of all, I cannot look into everything. That's yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So this is out um, of your. Uh, and and it's, it's one of the things I know the least about uh -huh. because I've studied it the uh -huh. least. Yeah. Um, knowing human nature and knowing that we do have electronic voting machines, I will guarantee you, guarantee you that they are full. Of backdoor holes and everything else. Why? What is the most effective of all hacks in today's world? And it happens constantly. Is for some hacker in China or Russia who's got his mohawk and whatever. Some guys, okay, you, you're going to clean up. Got your hair, 
wear a suit, start getting used to the polished shoes, I want you to brush up on your English so it's perfect, and you're gonna get a job at Apple. And you're gonna you're gonna apply, and since you're the best coder we have, they're gonna notice that you're a damn fine coder, and they can't help but offer you a job. When you get there, you make friends with everybody, you're affable, everybody loves you, you go to the parties, you tell jokes, maybe date one of the girls there, you're not good looking, but maybe you'll find one ugly enough that will date you. <laughs> and two years from now, you've certainly probably been promoted by now, but don't get promoted out of coding. Put a back door in, tell us what it is, and then we will steal everything. Seriously, this is yeah. what happened. You think that doesn't happen? So, so to finish the question, which is how important is voting? Well, good God, in this system, yeah. nothing is more important. Oh. So if it's that important, I, I promise you that. that every faction, from Democrats to Republicans, congressmen who are out of control, to presidents who want to become dictators, to whatever, are trying to get in there. And if they're trying, I promise you, they're in there. I don't want to know about it. Uh, at least that's the last thing I want to know about, because if I did know about it, then I would be the next guy shot. Um, so... I, I can't help you there. Okay. That's fair. Well, I was hoping <laughs> you could sign my copies. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh He's... my god. These books are trash. Yeah, but I so what yeah, I wanted to know. We yeah, meant right. to read them. We meant to read them. We were totally gonna read them. So do you so so I have on the card here. Do you still do yoga? Do you practice mindfulness and what do you do to keep sane? What an assumption that is. <laughs> You're probably the only man on this planet who might assume that I am sane. Um, so, I, I, you know, what do I do to keep sane? Wow. Uh, I have patience and I wow. expect, tolerance. I expect yeah. nothing from anyone wow. else okay. other than a good time of existing in the present moment. And I don't expect you to be friendly, faithful, honest, dishonest. I expect you to be human. We are filled with love and hate. And, and hopes, dreams, and anger and fear, and, and grace and jealousy, and all the rest. So from that bag, you're gonna expect something? <laughs> Whatever it is you're gonna expect, you're not gonna get it. No, you have to expect nothing. I mean, if you expect anything from that mixed bag, then clearly you haven't looked at yourself. So I expect nothing. Wow. Therefore, I have no disappointments. Therefore. What happens to me is happening here and now, and there's nothing else in my life. Right now, there's nothing else. I don't know if I'll live to get out the door. But right here and now, I'm having the time of my life. And wherever I am, I'm having the time of my life. That's fucking awesome. Oh, man. So that's good. That's the... Yeah, whatever. The key to, like... Life, I would say. I would say. Well, then, yeah. Don't expect you know, if I hang out here because my wife is supposed like, to be I would, No, yeah, it. no. Well, you, we would this love camera's still going, but it'll go off at some point, and then we'll, we can still keep camera. hanging oh, yeah, out. Man. And oh, Okay, wait. There's a couple of questions. We can now just you know, go more And these are pretty dumb style. questions. We now. had dumb yes. questions. But That's fine. We'll How? pause while you're on the phone. Oh, no, no. No, no, don't do that. We want this. Hey, baby, where are you? Okay, we're, we're, we're up in the room. We've gotten drunk. Uh, the boys, will you put the girls out? My wife's coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, no, we're, we're up here. We're, we're finishing up for the interview, and I'll wait for you, baby. Okay? All right, sir. All right. Awesome. Right. Okay. For, at first, we booked a room with a fucking jacuzzi in the middle of it. No way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, like, it was a bad decision. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so wait, these I got these two you know, questions. Smart enough well, it. it looked like it looked like I should probably lead lead to problems. It looked like there was more of a sitting area. Like, no. I was just no. trying to get you. Up, you can only have meetings if you're all in the jacuzzi. I, I've seen that before. What do you think about the Ethereum Classic split? The Ethereum Classic split. <laughs> So, I mean, Ethereum. Please tell me what that is. Oh, yeah, I, no, I, I, said, know, okay, I know. So, I know. He's a cryptocurrency nerd, yeah, so okay. there was something we had to look it up online. So, Ethereum. <laughs> okay, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with the Dow Hard Fork. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Fork. Then I know about that. I wrote an oh. article about it. Oh, saying, yeah, okay, all right, all right. I started, in fact, I started the article off talking about why I became a mathematician, was because it was easy for me and I was lazy. And so then, and when I got to grad school, why I chose my math specialty, which was point set topology, which had no use whatsoever, is because that was the easiest for me. It just, it just came easy. And that I got nothing from it other than a deep understanding of the relationship between the glass and the subjector, because it is all mathematics. And everything is a set. What I spilled here. This is a set of grains of salt, which I can define as a set. And how does it relate now to the grains inside the glass and the grains outside the glass? So everything is point set to problem. And math, by the way, has no problem with time going in reverse, right? right? It's perfectly happy. Just put a minus sign in there. We're perfectly happy. But the human mind does not like that. We don't see a world in which we go to the, to the movie and then suddenly we go backwards and we're having dinner again before the movie. And what the hard fork was, was a decision by a human mind that was conflicted between the purity of what Ethereum had been and the desire to give people their money back that had been, quote, stolen, which was not, in fact, stolen. I mean, the person who took all the money followed all the rules. To the letter, did nothing wrong. They said, we're going to give you X amount of Ethereum for every child that you create. And so he was the guy who was a programmer and said, you know what? I remember a thing called a recursive subroutine. A recursive subroutine is a subroutine inside a program that calls itself as its own subroutine. It's a beautifully simple uh, concept with incredibly deep and subtle implications. And so he used this concept in the demo. So that the, he just sat back while the program sat there and kept calling itself, creating all these channels. Then he took all these theories without having to do any work. There's nothing wrong with that. They didn't have any rules. So why are we pointing finger at them? Number two, the blockchain only works because it's one direction. If something happens and we go, I don't like what happened, let's reverse this. Let's take it back to May 1st. You just reverse time. In the math world, we have no problem with that. But in the human world, something happened. And it happened in the human mind. And what happened was, oh, we did that and it worked. So what's going to happen next time? So you know what we did once before? It worked. Let's do it again. Until suddenly, there's no math anymore. There's only the human mind fucking with the direction of time. All right? But the so, hard fork went back in time before this yeah, guy. Yeah, before the guy grabbed it. And <laughs> pretended cool. you didn't grab it. So it's oh. like, please, do you wow. see what you've just done? We are our worst <laughs> enemies. We designed wow. a perfect system based on a perfect description of the universe called mathematics. Well, then let it go. <laughs> you can't then say, no, what this meant was <laughs> that the system that we designed, we designed for humans, yeah. not for the purity of mathematics. 
Because we designed it for the purity of mathematics. Purity of mathematics could care less if you lose money or you gain money. It doesn't give a shit. So what happened, it was not designed to go backwards. Simply was not. It was the human influence, the interruption, the control or something that you should not, you should keep the fuck away from this mm-hmm. if it's going to work. And said, we didn't want this people to lose all the money. We felt bad about it, uh, whatever. Uh, mathematics has no feelings. Yeah, th- that that totally feels like it just totally dis- negates the whole point of the whole it system. Because I promise you now, Ethereum is going to tank. Why? Because it's going to happen again. And they're going to go back in time until finally, what does it all mean? If I can buy this cryptocurrency, and if I can have the common sense to put my wallet offline, and where no one can touch it, and you can reverse time and take it away from me before I bought it? No, I will not tolerate that in this world that we live in. And neither should anyone, and yet everyone did. There is no justice in mathematics. <laughs> one and one is two, and if you don't like that, I'm sorry. It won't change, wow. no matter how you want to define one and one. You don't like MDMA? Oh, listen, you can give me a drug. I, you want to talk about drugs? We, I've okay. you, have, you've read Shulgin, yes? Okay. And we know who Shulgin <laughs> is. Alexander oh, wait. Shulgin. No, I know who Shulgin no, is. Who? Yes. He wrote T-Call and P-Call. That's correct. See, That's I know correct. that much about it. All right. So, you know about MDMA and things? Uh-huh. This okay. is like um, oh, the, Roman, the Roman Legion war technology compared to the Russian stealth bombers. All right, so... That's what you're doing. Oh, okay. Because the Chinese have been dealing with this stuff for many years. So, there's that. I want you to look this up. If you want to find out what drugs we are. Hey, we got to leave for about a second. You, yeah, right. I hope you got a ticket. Yes. Okay. All right. We have tequila or bourbon? Uh, tequila, please. All right. Well, actually, if you were me. here all night, if you guys want to come back, I, I don't want to impose any dates. I understand. It's, you're welcome oh, okay. to come over to our hotel oh. and, and if you want to spend another half hour talking, right? There's some salt. Um, yeah. and there's after after Lurie, okay, yeah, I understand this is uh, the first date you guys have had in like a long time. So, you want to our suite. Oh, yeah, yes, it's clean. Yeah? <laughs> it's clean. You can come up to our suite and we can do another half hour. Dude, that would be awesome. awesome. Okay. Yeah, it'll give us time to charge the batteries while you're Yeah, we'll, okay. we got to yeah. read. So, I mean, I hate to take up your time, but if you want. No, no we'd love for here. you to take up the our time. Only kind, the only reason we came to Las Vegas is for you. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. No, yeah, we can't for you. What the fuck is wrong with you? I know, lives? right? No, we, no, well, that we're doing this. Well, I have lives. We found somebody. <laughs> I would not cross the street to have dinner with me or talk to me. I'm telling you. I well, you're lie. biased because you Pardon. know who you are. <laughs> so, that's right. We, so I wouldn't cross the street to talk to We're me, lucky so. enough to have somebody who will pay yeah. us to go around and do this sort of thing. Oh, that's awesome. This is a shadowy figure. We're very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're going to find out it's the CIA. <laughs> you know, it's fine with me. I didn't say anything which would imprison me. But, oh. you know, they're always trying to entrap me in somewhere. Oh, yeah, with, yeah. with, with likable characters oh, that like yourself. This, this and, and, and a bottle of Patron, which only the, the, the NSA would know. That no, we, right. we asked. We, we did it. Apparently, we went, we went through open channels on the Patron. Yeah. <laughs> You're asking some seriously deep questions here for, for two, two glasses of well, we, you can that's have the how, rest. That's we a can concept. Yeah. <laughs> how do you prepare for the apocalypse yeah. or being raided? You spend as little time as possible on that preparation as you can. 
Um, and you basically look at all the possibilities. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna be raided by a local street gang trying to rob you of your wife. My wife and this gentleman here can can guarantee there's no conspiracy. Uh, I mean, this cartel's way scarier than the Belizean government. I mean. Well, the Belizean government is the cartel, please. See, that's what I don't know. See, I'm ignorant. Good God. Central America is filled with banana republics. The Belizean army is an ant compared to the elephant of the army of the Sinaloa cartel, the richest organization on the planet, for heaven's sake. See, no one's here. It was raided last year. Yeah, we were talking about Hillary earlier, but now we're talking about Sinaloa. It was raided last year by many agencies. As larger and more powerful than the than the Mexican government. Police is the cartel. I mean, it's just, it, all of the ministers and everything they're they're selling dope or, or human trafficking or uh, or something or or, or uh, money laundering or all three depending on their mood. It is the same thing. And I, I lived down there for five years, so it, it's more difficult in this country as John can. can Confirm, and we don't have time to go into it. It's many hours. But, um, <laughs> yeah, nevertheless, so. you must believe me. That's not a conspiracy theory in my mind. It is an actuality that my wife and I have experienced to oh, terror, terror. Uh, and, and you've experienced it too. She was with me. She's been with me through this whole time. Oh, oh really? Okay. Oh, she was with, oh. with you in Belize. No, no. When, when, oh, she met me the day I came oh, back. Oh, really? She oh, met me the day right. I came back oh, from Belize and has been with yeah. me personally full time since then. So she's gotten to see how the cartel operates wow. here in America. From us having to hide under a car in a garage in Portland, Oregon all night, wow. while people dressed in fake police uniforms uh, and, a, and an idling uh, garbage truck. From 2 a.m. until 5 a.m. was outside. They finally came in. They figured out we were hiding in the garbage bin. Got the garbage bin, put it in, compressed it, and left. Then 10 minutes later, I guess when they looked in and we weren't there, someone in the hall, I guess the chief, screaming, fuck! And people rustling and running. And then, so from that, too far worse. So no. Uh, so that's, a, that's for another day. I haven't heard that yeah, one. For, oh I haven't heard God, that one. Amazing. I heard the Belize wow. part of the story, but I've Dude, never heard that. going to be a movie. Like a yeah, there really should be. Yeah. Unfortunately, there are some coming out, but they're, 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 they're biased. What but, is it, trauma? No, no just kidding. Showtime is coming out with a big big series. That's oh, yeah? seriously biased. And Spike TV. That's knows? okay. I want to see TV. the biased version. I like yeah. you. I'd like to no, see no, the biased version. That's cool. The Spike TV is coming out. They lived with us for a year, coming out with a six part miniseries. Uh, and they wow. live with us for a year, done by Billy Corbin, the, award, the Academy Awards winning director of Cocaine Cowboys. Oh, okay, character. that's a good one. But you cannot one. trust the media. I don't want people to trust us. Yeah. Yeah, I, have no, I, have, <laughs> I have no expectations, as I said. So therefore, wow. however, let's get back to the, the, a far more important point. Uh, how do you prepare for it? You, yeah. you, you take as little time as possible, uh, and you look at all possible options, and there aren't too many options. In Belize, what am I going to do? I'm going to get raided by the Belizean government, uh, the actual cartel, the U.S. government, or some other fucking government. Well, who cares which government it is? They're all going to do the same thing. So, number one, if, if a government is after you, the option of fighting, it is not there. Throw it out. Okay. So now, the only other option is fleeing. Well, what do you do? The way I did it is, I had a safe in the roof of the house in San Pedro. A safe place. There was a pull-down ladder, but I had it fixed so that the string that pulled it down, I could pull it up from inside, and it looked seamlessly like the ceiling. And I had an iron gate put in, and then doors on top of the wooden doors on top of that, 
just make it easier. And it's just a closet. So you could look through the iron gate and see nothing here. I really want people inside poking around. So I went in, I saw the police coming up the beach, exactly what they were after, pulled down the thing, run, ran into the room, pulled it down, got inside, pulled, pulled out the string. I was there for nine hours while the police tore the house apart. I heard them when they got my caretaker warning them to open the, the house section I was living in. They, they came in. Uh, I've heard him open the wooden doors, they shined the light, so he didn't have a key for the steel doors, so they would have had to break that. Well, they're lazy people, please, and of course he shined the light. Nobody in there, they went on. They searched for nine hours, I was totally still. For fucking nine hours, pissed on myself because they didn't want to move. After they left, I waited another five hours in the middle of the night, I got down, and I had another safe place behind a neighbor's house. And I had Jimmy the lock on the back shed, and it could close it to make it look close. So I went back there, then I called the only person I could trust, who was the only person I could not trust, Sam, Samantha. She, had, she was the one who set me up. Good luck. I didn't know at the time. However, and here's what happened, which is why you can't anticipate, which is why you can't anticipate or expect. She suddenly had a change of heart thinking, oh God, what have I done? So when I called her the next day from the shed, she was in tears. And she, she found the only taxi driver I could trust. There was a fundamental Christian, the only fundamental Christian in San Diego. <laughs> we drove taxis, came up, picked me up. I got in the floor under Sam's legs and the back. And the camera went out. The taxi, okay, good enough. <laughs> so I don't know. There you have it. Oh, we got to go. We spent like another week. We got week. one <laughs> <laughs> we have cameras so that at least one of them wow. can. We can yeah. do it when we meet again later today. That's what I'm saying. Well, Is that I mean, okay? You guys, you guys got to come see it because I can't come here now. Tiffany tells me that this is like the only thing. This was really far down that fucking hall, wasn't it? What? This was really far down the fucking hall. Yeah. That's bullshit. I was about to for wheelchairs. They generally call me for a wheelchair. Yeah, we, we said it was Joe motherfucking Abby. Because I've, like, I've already run six miles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. That was amazing. And these people are liars. Yeah. yeah. We're <laughs> liars and we're cheats. Yeah, we're because yeah, yeah, yeah. they said, FBI. listen to this. And the police government. This is fucking hilarious. They came all the way out to Las Vegas yeah. to interview me. Ron's best self. They don't look stupid. <laughs> right? so, so I don't, I don't know. know. I don't believe that part. You're either stupid. This is a new or... show. You're the greatest guest ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys. No. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you're welcome. We'll see you guys later. Thank you. Yeah. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. This this of really course. is the best thing our show's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this is this seems like a cool show. You guys need to have fun. Yeah, I we should get a fucking extension cord. Yeah. <laughs> outing us in confidence. Okay, guys, we got to watch. Yes, sir. Okay. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, shit. The audio is still going. Oh, shit. All our you're listening to the audio podcast, <laughs> in which we reveal we need fucking more money so we can pay people to work the fucking cameras, yeah. so that we can have video of the whole damn thing. Maybe less boost? No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this show is about. No, it's all—it's a very boost film show. We can't. That was good. Oh, that's amazing! Oh my god, what an amazing person! Uh, I like him. Holy shit balls, though! Did you realize?
He didn't want to like even fucking talk about the DMT. Yeah, yeah. He would get murdered. I know, that's so cool. Fuck. That's the best. That's the best. Oh my god. Wow. Hey, everybody who are listening to the audio podcast, you get the realest, most accurate, full impression of whatever the fuck our show's about. And uh, that was uh, our first session with John McAfee. Anyway, thank you all. Who's Alexander? uh, There's actually going to be a next portion of this, uh, you know, if we actually go through with meeting him after they go out tonight. Alexander Alexander Shulman is, he wrote a book called Peacock and Tupac, which is like crypto something that I've known and loved. Oh, it's the same thing. Tryptophines. Tryptophines, yeah. Tryptophines and... Phenylalanines. Yeah. It's a book that hippies read to so they feel like they really know what's happening when they fucking trip the fuck out on some oh, crazy okay. shit. I'd rather not know. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're still listening to this, thank you. This is part one of our meeting with John McAfee. Mac. Not McAfee. It is either McAfee McAfee. I think it's McAfee. Because that's like growing up, like I learned of McAfee software. McAfee software? McAfee. It's McAfee software, but he's oh. John McAfee. It's pronounced Jive. Oh man, can you believe that? That we had that fucking meeting with John McAfee? That was awesome. He actually showed up? Yeah, so at this point, we were not sure if we were going to get a second meeting with him, even though he told us he that he was. He invited us, but we'd been drinking. Yeah, and, you so know, we, after he'd been drinking, he's going out with his wife, and yeah. it was still up to him to like do the next level of engagement. Like yeah. the, hey dudes, come on over. Yep. So we were a little up in the air about it, but we are like, cool dude, let's charge yeah. our fucking batteries. But we were all riled up, so we so went out at our hotel to try to get some fucking tacos. But for and that's s- what you'll hear coming up now. We got drunk. We harassed some uh, coworkers. We harassed this one girl. You say harass. I say I want my fucking tacos. Yeah, so Corey harassed them. I was trying to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but then we also had a conversation <laughs> with a hacker. And... Um, she was accusing us of trying to social engineer. Yeah, which we were way too uncomfortable. But I was, yeah, I, I was, for one, I was totally drunk. And yeah, for two, I, I didn't even know about social engineering. Yeah, so she educated us while she was social engineering. She to- engineered the <laughs> fuck out of us. And that's, you'll hear that clip now. me around and records what happens. Why? Yeah, he follows me around and I express my rage. You know, it's like that's very nice. So yeah, yeah. Well, so we wanted to sit down and they told us that to fuck off. No, they didn't. Because we didn't see you. They did not. Well, I was. I'm per. What do you call it? Uh, paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. But no, to be clear, <laughs> nobody told us we're assholes. We put that on ourselves. I just felt like she said we were assholes. No, no. She, nah. uh, she implied we were assholes. But we are, so. <laughs> no, no, I'm the asshole. He's, he's the apologist. But I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm, I'm saying is we just want to I'm the enabler. Tacos. Why are they making it a fucking deal? Oh, fuck them. Fuck them and their tacos. (laughs) 
now, bro. I know your birthday. I know that you have uh, you're uncircumcised. And, uh... No, I'm circumcised. Oh, got... they got to him. They got to him. Excellent. Well, good luck okay. with your um. Real high five. Oh, see, she wants an authentic human interaction. I do. I want an oh, authentic geez. human interaction. Thank you. Yeah. We tried. <laughs> I, I appreciate honesty and directness. We're half honest and three quarters indirect. <laughs> Wait. So you're trying to see me and I'm trying to see you. No, I don't know. It's all downhill. No, dude, what did you even say? What is that, essay? Essay? What is Jesse? Social engineer. You're trying to social engineer us? But that, I was that would be the easiest thing in the world. I was just trying to socially engineer you on the side. Yeah. But I, I was just trying to fucking have some fun, mostly. I don't even know what social engineering is. You don't even know. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I've been totally social engineered because I've been three times charmed. <laughs> All right. Adios. <laughs> Wow. Well, that was, we got played. She got my social security oh, number. Christ. I, uh, I oh, man. All she right. socially engineered the fuck out of us, man. Oh, man. I've never felt so socially engineered in my life. <laughs> I hope you didn't get that. Please tell me you don't get no, that. We were just being assholes on tape, and then... You weren't even recording. I don't know. It might have been... Okay, boy, that was fucked up. <laughs> now, after we run around, uh, this is uh, the conclusion of our interview with John McAfee. I think we could just go straight from that into John. Okay. We don't need, like, multiple segues. Okay, so now, um, I seldom do this. Uh, but I yeah, might actually you. insert myself into this discussion. Please. <laughs> um, so I, I said I would finish the belief situation, but I, I don't yeah. want to do that. Rather, I would talk about the thing okay. closest to my heart. Okay. Yeah, because the police thing is the is thing which really control. Why? The police thing you could just Google it. It's pretty. Yeah, much it's story. out there. It's, it's out there. Fucking stories. I mean, it's yeah. a good story. I, I, I like it. I mean, yeah. I don't need to repeat it. So yeah. the best stories uh, to Google is in Business Insider. The title is. What really happened in Belize, and okay. in there I include two audio clips of a Belizean discussing with his cohorts how the best way to kill me would be. What? It's in yes, it's in there. Oh, yeah. It's a secret recording, um, and uh, yeah, so they discuss hand grenades and wow. if you blow up his car with a hand grenade. This is a car explosion, a bad gas tank. That our local police will investigate and we can bury his ass and that will be gone. But all of this is in there. It's a fascinating uh, Oh my God. Yes, yes, fascinating. So uh, that would be my, my thing. But, but uh, it's, it's not interesting because it's just normal course of human affairs. I mean, the Romans now, were... Can a normal middle-class person move to Belize without worrying about getting the yeah. shakedown? Or is it just well, like somebody... If you say within a certain American enclave, then of course... We can relate to each other because we see each other, we experience each other's voices, we can, we can touch, we are here. But what, what about outside of this room? We use this device here, the TV. And so outside of this room, 
The only thing we know about that outside comes to us from Fox or CNN or ABC or, or something else. And if you spend any time at all watching like Fox, you, you kind of notice that, wow, there's a strange bias to this, <laughs> this, this one little number here, Fox News, whatever number that is. And that bias is, you can call it whatever you want. I call it sort of right wing. And if you change channels to CNN, you have an opposite bias. This is uh, the first election where I find myself trying to like even look at Fox <coughs> you know, for, yes. for like just some confirmation of my, you know, I'm a total leftist liberal, right. you know, but uh, now that the Democratic Party is really like a, a right of center party, now I just find myself looking anywhere for some like legitimate criticism of the you know, establishment. Again, what, what do you know about it? Have you ever had dinner with Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump? Not yet. No. <laughs> Have you played golf with, with any of them? Have you gone whoring with, with Trump? Uh, or, or Bill. Or Bill. Or not. No. <laughs> no. So, so what do you know? Nothing other than what this little screen tells yeah. you. And what it tells you are tiny little snippets of a person's existence that are extracted and pasted together to show the bias that that particular channel has. Isn't this true? Because I have watched Donald Trump and, and he was saying, about the Russians, he said, you know, when they say the Russians acted, uh, I don't know, who knows? If the Russians did, I hope they get our emails. But what's, what uh, CNN did was they, they took these clips and pasted them together to make it look like he said, I want the Russians to hack Hillary's email. And, and it's like, fuck me. Because that happened within four hours of watching him live, which was rational. I mean, you know, who knows who he really is? But the statements were rational. It made sense. My, I subscribe to the conspiracy theory that he is in cahoots with the Clintons. Well, because, would, I mean, once he won the Republican nomination, it only makes sense to try to sound more reasonable and tack left to try to get but votes. He's not, but he's like he's not just going left. down on crazy like he doesn't want votes. But he's votes. getting more followers by doing that. Do you I mean, understand? But he's this is now, the problem. But he's fallen off like 10% because of his attacks on that, what, the Khan family? But the attention span of the American public is measured in seconds or minutes at best. And so in two weeks, I promise you, Oh, that will be forgotten, and uh -huh. Trump will have reinvented himself for the 900th time in this campaign, uh -huh. and people will go, oh, wow. I feel like he's just going to throw it more and more, because I, I really feel like they're friends. They've been friends for a while. They're family friends. You know, It's not even like uh, conjecture. Like right. It's in the record that Bill Clinton talked to him prior to his running. In, and told in the record according to involved. whom, see? In the record according to whom? This is the problem. Oh. The only record you right. know is what this box tells you uh, or what the internet tells you. So do you know anyone no who was sitting there at that time? I do not, but it seems undisputed. This, the bit of information that says Bill Clinton talked to him beforehand about uh, the, him, him and she should be more involved in the Republican it's, Party. It's, it's only undisputed yeah. because somebody paid no attention to it or uh, thought we've got more things to dispute. Uh, so let me tell you my story. I have very personal stories regarding specifically the American media. Almost four years ago in Belize, I ran into some serious trouble. Now, that's been four years. What do we know for certain about history? I mean, have you read anything by people who study history, meaning the past? I mean, I have, I, 
I went. I got a degree in international relations, so I studied a, a lot degree. of the international shenanigans in the yes. U.S., especially in Latin America. Right. It's more of my faculty. Okay. Well, historians will tell us that history is written by a series of winners in an unending series of conflicts. Is it not? Now, this yeah. is obvious. I mean, we won the war. Germany is bad. Read our history <laughs> books. No, come on. Read our history books. It proves it. Why is it that the winners are always the good guys and the losers are always the bad guys? It's because the winners get to write history. I have direct personal experience at a very in-depth level of what, what's happening. So, for example, right now, this year, there are two documentaries that are coming out about my life. Uh, one on Spike TV, directed by Billy Corbin, and the other, a documentary on Showtime, directed by Nanette Burstein. The documentary written by, by Billy Corbin, uh, he virtually lived with me for a year, and I opened myself up to him as I really was. Why? I, you know, all media is, 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 is a farce, but he was less of a farce oh. than, than most others. Nanette Burstein, watching her creations and her inner self as expressed through her art, scared the shit out of me. All right, so I, I refused to cooperate with Showtime. Now, here is the problem. I experienced the events myself, and other people around me shared in those experiences. I can't tell you what really happened. I can't. I mean, I can tell you what I did, and I can tell you what I perceived. But the events surrounding me, why this occurred, why I was chased by, by this group, why the government wanted to kill me, uh, why John Zabinet cooperated with his, with his distribution company in Ireland uh, to put together a, a fake report of my death. This was in 2013. September the 6th, 2013, a report came out in an Irish newspaper that I had died of a drug overdose in a Las Vegas hotel. It was two days later that the cartel tried to whack me wow. in Portland, Oregon. Now, why does that make sense? Because, think about it. If you're gonna whack somebody, or disappear somebody, and two days before the, in all the national, because I woke up in the morning with calls with people in tears going, John, it's you, oh, you're still alive, oh my God. And why Ireland? Because an Irish company that I will not name was the sole distributor for, for John Zabinet's products, including bananas and pineapples and all the shit that he grew in Southern Belize. Um, and, and John Zabinet is well known to be a, a lieutenant in the Sinaloa cartel. I mean, go in, in the Treasury Department uh, database, look up John Zabinet. He is wanted as a Sinaloa cartel uh, captain. We all know that in Belize, we all know that. But in the rest of the world, it's like, well, who cares? In any case, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting off track. So in, on the 6th of September, no, I'm sorry, the 8th of September, that article came out. Two days later is when they showed up in, in, in Portland with police in fake uniforms and a garbage truck at two o'clock in the morning that stayed till five in the morning. Were you were you with no, the No, Janice was with me though, okay. and she was she was earlier telling you about uh, the same thing. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, this was in Oregon. Well, this is in Oregon, Oregon, Portland, Oregon. But see, I experienced that, and Janice experienced that. But the best that we can say is that this is what we saw, this is what we heard. How it all came together, I don't fucking know. And I tell you what, from the perspective of four years into the future. Nobody will ever find out. Why? Because history is written by the winner, 
by the victor. Well, you and, won enough. And I was the loser. Head. I you, was the loser. In you won enough to be able to write some of it. No, no. Trust me, I lost. I lost my home. I lost everything I fucking had. I was the loser. I was run out of the country. So Belize, the government of Belize, was the victor. So the history of all of that event, no matter how you want to come at it, will be written by the government of Belize. Yeah, it'll be like a murderer, drug addict. Yes, of course. And so so since they are the victor and they have the power, I don't care who you are or who you want to talk to, the power of Belize as the winner, as the victor, which is a brutal, horrific regime, will always rule. So the, so the people there currently that experience it with me are still living there under this brutal power that they are terrified of. I heard so, you refer to it before as a pirate. A pirate yeah, it's, nation. A, it's a pirate. If, if of course you have it money, is. they're going to yes. pirate you. Yes, it's based on all the pirate principles. You know, it's not based on the principle of fairness and just. It's based on the principle of fear and extortion. And, and that's okay as long as you understand that. But what happens is people like Showtime and Nanette Burstein, who claims to be uh, anything other than naive, the most naive woman on the planet, who does not even understand the concept of the victor in history being able to write that history. So now, four years later, she's trying to go back and understand what actually happened. Good God, if that's not the most naive thing in the world, I do not know what is. So, and I wanted, I just wanted to bring up Nanette because I have personal experience with her. I've had lots of emails trying to understand how someone so bright could be so stupid. And the reason is, is because the media lives through others rather than through themselves. Because you and I, we got to live our freaking jobs. We have to live through our nightmares, grow from them or or shrink from them. What's the media do? The media feeds off of those nightmares or those great dreams. Our victories and our defeats. Yeah, and how does it do that? All it wants is viewers. Yes, so that's it. Exciting. It has nothing to do with living. Yeah. It has nothing to do with experiencing our reality. It has to do with the observation of reality. So it's like... I'm a scientist, and, and using my instruments, I observe quantum mechanics. And I therefore think I understand quantum. No, we have merely a shadow of a shadow of the reality of quantum mechanics, which is represented through a system called mathematics. So this is naivete in the extreme to me, to believe that you are living your life, or your life is actually lived through the lives of others. And this is what the media is. And what is the result? It's Fox News. It's CNN. It's ABC. So depending upon what viewpoint you are trying to express, you will express reality even in the present moment through that viewpoint. So good God, go back two years? What reality are you expressing? Who the fuck knows? It means nothing. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the story of John McAfee is protecting people from viruses and protecting privacy. Yes. And this is sort of, this is the narrative that you're telling. Yeah, right. But, but so, let me tell you the story of John McAfee. Okay, yeah, please. That part, <laughs> you're talking about a story that to me is irrelevant. Wow, okay. Because the story of me are my, my loves, my losses. The, the women who burst into my life with a flame and, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, could not be extinguished and then left. The, uh, the challenges of, 
of up and down and, and income and, and my very existence. So when you talk about the, the virus thing, I mean, that, that doesn't register on my consciousness other than some external event which everyone else references as, ah, this is John McAfee. Not to me. Does just some work. Yeah, to, to me, it's, it's the time that I jumped off of the second floor porch and broke my ankle. Uh, it's the time that I, I wrapped a jar in a piece of glass when I was six years old and foolishly tried to break it and slashed my foot. It's the time that, that I, I kissed my first girl in the fourth grade. It's the first time I had sex at the age of 15 with a 21-year-old woman. This is me, and yet it means it would mean nothing to you unless you experience my life. And so when people go, yes, John McAfee, the antivirus guy, good God, that does not register in my awareness, other than as a dull sort of reddish glow in the distance as some reflection of who I am. How would you like people to see you? I don't give a shit how they see me. <laughs> okay. I don't. Really, I don't. I mean, it's it's interesting to me yeah. how they see me. Uh, and it's interesting to me that you would say that what, because so many people have. It's interesting to me that Nanette Burstein considers me to be something different every fucking day and something worse, which I am hopefully manipulating. Why? It's the only pleasure I get in life, really, which is manipulating the press. Because it is the one parasitic, detrimental, devastating element of our society which must cease or change into something positive. And I don't see that Certainly happening. Certainly change. I mean, there's been all these movements to make it so that the press doesn't really have to tell the truth. I, I don't know, about 10 years ago what, or something, there was a ruling mean? about Fox doesn't, you know, the news doesn't really need to be true anymore. And then more recently, they've made it so okay, that the man. government can now pay to propagandize the United States. The, in the United States when before, I think 2014 or whatever, there was a barrier against them propaganding interiorly in the country. So now it's like, now the news and the government doesn't even need to, to there's no requirement that they tell the truth. But, but what is the truth? Isn't that the first question? Well, you, there is no truth if you look back more than an hour. What the truth is, is a memory, which is described by those who are empowered to speak about it to write about it or to video it. Beyond that, what is it? There's no truth other than here and now. I see this truth. I see you nodding and you sort of confused. And, and John, you know, being John. And me rambling on. This is the only truth I know. And even after I finish this statement, that, that past statement is, I'm not sure anymore. Truth is only here and it's only now. And yet, we, as individuals, want to take memory, which is all we have as a representative of truth of the past, and make that real. How can you? The tragically finite condition of the human mind cannot contain even a fraction of a past second, let alone your entire life. Yeah. And, and yet the press, which is all about the past, this happened. There was a shooting. Donald Trump did this at a rally. We had a storm. People died. Good God, why are we even interested? Because we, as people, have lost the ability to be authentic and to live authentically. If you lived your life as you, do you think you would give a shit about what Fox News said about what happened yesterday? No. It would have no meaning. But the media 
insists that you give it meaning through what they call the news. Well, what is the news? It is a collection of catastrophes that sucks in the rubber neckers, which are all of us. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because isn't it, what, do you turn on, on on CNN and go, and now we have Grandma Smith's recipe for apple pies from Pocatello, Idaho, and for the next hour she will be explaining, no bullshit. We have plane crashes, fires, explosions, bombs, what? shootings, catastrophes. What Please, I hate was that, up. that fucking transition from when Fox started to rise to prominence, there was a, a transition from news information to news as opinion. Yes. And now, like, news like is that. mostly opinion. The whole, it's just <clears throat> mostly just assholes telling you what they think about the news rather than, like, today this thing happened over here. And then just, you know what I'm saying? It's yes. no longer just like, here's because, the facts. Because, it's like, because the, the anchors, which used to be the people who presented the news in the most objective fashion. That was only a short period of time from yes. like the 40s to the, to the 60s. 70s or well, 60s. 65, yeah. Okay. Um, like before that, it was all opinions. Yes. And there was a and then, but right. then we had the people who presented it. And now it's, now it's not just opinions, opinions, it is personalities. Yeah. Because trust me, I'm on the news all the time. And in a five minute segment, <laughs> I get to talk for one. And the anchor gets to talk for four. Yeah. Why? Because it's all about the anchor. Well, why have me on? Why ask me a fucking question if you're going to answer it for me before I can finish answering it myself? Which is what it is. Which is what it is. So the news is not the news. It is a bunch of powerful, opinionated, charismatic personalities that represent themselves and want themselves to be seen as the news. Good God, wake up, everybody. Well, why don't you do a podcast? Me? Like have someone follow you around with a, with a <laughs> microphone. I, I've, had, I've had Spike TV live with me yeah. for an entire fucking, literally, well, well, for an entire would, fucking year. I don't think that's going to matter because I really had better things to do <laughs> yeah. than to that's, tell the world. <laughs> yeah. than, I'm sorry. No, that's obvious. Than to tell the yes, world about me. We have nothing better. Why should I give yeah. a shit? I, I start off by saying, I don't give a shit what you think about me. Then why am I going to spend my yeah. time yeah. telling you about me? No. I mean, I, I'm 70 years old. I'm, I don't have long yeah, to live. Yeah. And the world is in a state of um, collapse. We're on the edge of a fucking cliff. I don't know, you're looking pretty extension. good. I think you've got, you Thank may you, have sir. long to live. Yeah. Well, maybe. But nevertheless, <laughs> the world is on the edge of extinction, and no one notices this. Well, I do feel like uh, at least my generation and younger don't believe or watch the news. Maybe Thank I'm God naive. I don't know. I think you're God. naive. I mean, I watch the news. I'm your generation. Yeah. Oh, I'm only watching the news because of you, actually. Because <laughs> we're doing the thing on the Democratic National Convention. But we went normally to the I don't DNC. even turn on the TV. I have a TV, but I don't connect it. I, I only like watch YouTube videos and, and stream Netflix and stuff. I don't actually... Uh, I, the only reason I have a TV is to watch movies. Okay. I want to watch movies because they are a two-hour composition of a year's worth of work or more by hopefully competent actors, screenwriters, and directors. And when this all fits together, for two hours I get to escape the tedium of the reality of my life, just like everybody. Because even me, when you think of people say, God, you live an exciting life, well, I don't call it exciting. 
last night at the party? You went to the party. Do you oh, think I enjoyed that? Oh, no, you looked exhausted. I mean, <laughs> people no. want to take their picture with you yes, the whole time. A thousand it seems like a chore. Asking for a fucking picture. <laughs> and in order to be polite, which I am, genuinely, I have to smile. Shake hands, ask your name. I met somebody who was his dream just to get his picture taken with you. And he's on his Yes, and people go, God, you're my hero. I want to, and I, you know, I'm going, whoa, is that not the most tragic thing I've heard? Oh I am your hero? You have no life. <laughs> no, so, so, no, I don't enjoy these things. Oh, wow. And so from 9.30 until 2 a.m., I had to suffer that shit. Uh -huh. That's not fun for me. Uh -huh. It is not fun for me. So, look, I wish you had your life. Well, I wish you would substitute for me at this fucking party. <laughs> but no one does. So, But you you did carry it off as looking gracious yeah. and like, well, from you. my observations. I, I genuinely <laughs> like people, no matter how yeah. exhausted I am. After 500 of those photographs, I'm still interested in the next face that comes to me and the next name. And while the picture's being taken, I genuinely want to know what do you do? And we're totally, Who are you? we totally appreciate you, yeah, like, you. doing this with us. So well. When is this coming out? We'll check yeah, with our Because I'm genuinely interested in, in this oh. segment. I, I, I do press, as you well know, all the uh -huh. time. Yeah. But usually it's with a bunch of robots who do this daily with uh, yeah, three or four or five people, and it becomes a rote form rather than a living. Yeah. Document, yeah. yeah. But you guys, maybe this goes. Is this we your hope. first? Is this your first? No, the show kind of has two different forms. One is the personality-driven one. Yes. So we're like somebody like you. We meet with you. The questions are built around you, and we more freeform. And then there's uh, like group sessions where we'll have a group of people around the table. So the other day we had one where we talked about the Democratic National Convention, and we had a Trump supporter. We had like a reluctant Hillary supporter. We had a Bernie Sanders, now a Jill Stein supporter. We just kind of went around round table arguing. There's different ways that we do these segments. So, but, so the only other personality driven one is we met with this guy who calls himself Lord Stephen Christ. And he had a hypnagogic vision that he is God in the flesh and that we do not live on the round earth like we think, but a concave earth where we're actually all living inside the cell earth with the heavens suspended in the center. I have no problem with him being God. I'm glad someone's taking up the task. Um, so I have and no problem with it. I, he I has followers too, you, well, know, have, you know. That Maybe I'll be a follower. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, so <laughs> I'm sure he'd love to hear that. He would, he would love to hear that. Yeah. I'm sure he would. I mean, I'd be more than happy well, if he needs another follower. One, one I, like, I, mean, I like him. He was fun to talk to. It sounds like it. I mean, really. And I'm, I'm imagining it. Because seriously, how would you know the difference? Like, yeah. Or being on the outside of round Earth or the inside really of a round shell? As a, a non-scientist no without the tools of observation. The, at you know? a sunset and it would go up instead of like... Fall off the edge. Well, maybe but put the razor like right bend as they go through. Uh -huh. Yeah, ask you a question for me. <laughs> okay. Why are you letting this fucked up mess go on? Oh, uh, well, he says that it's all part of the judgment. I always look, John, for the simplest answer to any question. And why, for example, for, for me, I mean, what is the simplest answer? Why is God letting this happen? I, to me, it's simple. God hates people. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. so, we so did get to that. Happened. I said I kind of feel like the God of the Old Testament is like an asshole. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> you know, because, like, I mean, who else would, like, play tricks like, hey, take your son on top of the mountain and kill him for me? You know, like, like, that's just a dick move, right? And then, like, psych, ah, I'm just kidding. You know, and then like, the very last segment, oh, I've changed my right? mind. Like, oh, hey, hey, Jews, you've been wandering around a long time. I promise you this land over here is totally yours, but first you have to kill all these people and take it from them. <laughs> what kind of fucking promise and is that? they're animals and everything. I know, what kind of fucking promise is that? But anyway, so Lord Stephen Christ said, looked at me and he said, I am an asshole. Whoa. <laughs> See? I think you and I will get along. You so, may. Okay, because here's an opportunity. I mean, in, our, in America, there's a legal uh, circumstance called an act of God, right? Yeah, we can't yeah. sue you for negligence because it's an act of God. Well, there must be 10,000 lawsuits <laughs> which were judged to be acts, acts of God. Go rob four and say it was an act of God. Where were acts of God where you cannot collect. Well, if we now have God in the flesh, and he oh. will own up to it. Well, certainly he doesn't. <laughs> I believe I could represent all of these people and take a commission from the money that we wow. get from God. Well, it seems like it'd be pretty easy to be a messiah. Not a messiah, but like a guru and get a following get pussy and, and, money. And, and, and meet the expectations of hundreds or thousands yeah, of followers just, who expect you to be X, well, Y, or Z. Really Good God, I can just, think of nothing worse. They just totally rewrite like, their expectations <coughs> just what disappear, you tell them. And then you, like someone has an expectation and you don't live up to it, you just spin it so that actually happened. Right? I don't know. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like how we write history. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right? The, the, the victor gets to write it as he wanted it yeah. to happen. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. Like, yeah, these people are always predicting the end, right? And then when it doesn't show up, they're like, well, I mean, uh, no, next month. I mean. Well, what you do is you predict. things reverse. You predict if it were me, I would then... predict the beginning, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the beginning is coming. <laughs> the beginning is coming. Because then, how can you, how can you say how. you're that's right or really wrong? Right. Yeah. yeah. Go. That's what. Today is mystic. the beginning, and well, then we're still here. <laughs> proof positive. You say right. in a year from now the stock market's going to crash, and then separately say in a year from now the stock market's going to double, and then either one or the other happens, and then they forget the one, the incorrect one. That's correct. But you have to have two different churches yeah. and own them both. Okay. Right. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah. So okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Lord Stephen Christ, when I met him, he was at a flat Earth conference. Really? To tell them how they were all wrong and that the world's not flat. But yeah. he blew their minds with the whole we're inside the earth. Thing. I like the inside. Yeah. It's, and his graphics are good. Because like actually, if you think about it, there, there's some mathematics that would explain it all. That's Isn't right. That? I mean, that's why when you watch that's his when videos, you watch it, it's like, yes, it, yeah. would, it would explain it all. Yeah. I mean, the heavens are this thing in the middle, and we're on the inside of a, of a, a globe, which uh -huh. is hollow. And then they say that NASA is a sham and they have been in collusion with the Catholic Church that have been for hundreds of years trying to deceive us about the true nature of the Cosmo conception. Then he takes it further and says that, you know, the heavens are like a glass kind of sphere with a liquid inside it and the stars are, what is it, that when the sound makes the light inside the somnoluminescence? Some, yeah, something nice. like that. Yeah, so that the stars are actually like in these bubbles, caused light caused bubbles by sound waves. In the center of this glass orb <coughs> is a is a pyramid, and then it transmits electricity to the sun, which is not a fusion reactor, 
but it's receiving electrical energy from the pyramid. And that the sun is not actually a full sphere, it's a half a sphere, and the moon is the other half, and they've been broken into, into, and they're spinning around this orb in the sky. That, that works for me. Yeah. That works for me. Oh, wait, there was a... <coughs> I would accept yes. anything that would explain the following. <laughs> we spent, what, a trillion dollars putting a man on the moon uh -huh. in order to collect four pounds of rocks. If, if anybody can answer that with a degree of rationality, meaning with simple terms, uh -huh. a two-sentence explanation, well, the rocks were worth it. Or, <laughs> I don't know, uh, that, that would work for me. It was just to make us feel great versus feel the wrong. Russians, right? It was like, we're so fucking great. America, on the moon. No. <laughs> well, with one one millionth of that amount of money, uh -huh. you could have a 10-year supply of MDMA for every human being. <laughs> I was thinking right? everybody could so have it. It's to feel great. So so that, that doesn't answer it. I'm sorry. If you want to make wow. us feel great, isn't uh -huh. that a, a cheaper approach? The greatest of all conspiracies is that there is some meaning. Yeah. Doing. At first, I was thinking we would do like a sort of myth busting where we try to prove things <laughs> one way or the other, but <laughs> we we settled on now. It's just drinking about conspiracies. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot easier. <laughs> it's a lot yeah. easier just to drink about them than try to settle them. All right, gentlemen. I think my voice is gone for the day. Thank you. I right. really appreciate you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, I heard thanks. you canceled all your press, but that's. I did. That's, I can't say anything with you guys. Awesome. Thank you. We really appreciate it. And if I find out you lied to me that the only reason you came here <laughs> is to get this interview, then I will start dissing you forever. John <laughs> told us to get the fuck out of his room. You know, no. not, not in those words. Or did he use those words? No. Uh, maybe. Uh, well, you guys will know because you just... Yeah, you it. just listened to it. We've been drinking about it. <laughs> and uh, so things can get a little colorful. But then we were lucky his bodyguard, as his bodyguard was pushing us the fuck out and shoving us in the elevator, he uh, decided to take us drinking. And so we went down into the casino and we drank with John, John's bodyguard, John. Yeah. <laughs> That was awesome. He bought us like two rounds of drinks. He had some great stories. I don't know how much we can uh, reiterate. Yeah, it's all off the record. Maybe. Yeah, well, maybe we talk we do about a future it now, episode and with then John. We'll, oh, you don't want to talk about it now? Well, you don't know what they're going to do with this audio. Who? I don't know. The fucking conspiracy. That's who. The CIA, the FBI, the Illuminati, and the Masons, and uh, Jesus. the Rosicrucians. Just and... trying to stay square with people. Mm. Oh. Uh oh <laughs> oh oh shit that was our uh time with john and uh, uh coming up our next audio podcast that's gonna drop is about spending a little time with lord stephen christ uh, i wasn't there but i'm sure yeah, i'll be no. editing the audio yeah you will Tori <laughs> will be podcast. getting intimately acquainted with uh, our next audio podcast coming which up which is actually <laughs> fun i complain because it's a lot of work but i love it it's fun uh-huh and, uh, I would do it, but I hate doing that sometimes. <laughs> Tori no. enjoys it, and I fucking hate it. And... No. But That's uh, why we're such a good team. Yeah, but like, <laughs> you know, we all have crosses that we bear, like this glass yeah. of whiskey that I'm drinking for you. Yeah, man. And Tori's... Oh, we can't say being brand names. Shut up. Yeah. This is from Insert Sponsor here. Oh, we got a bleep blurb blurb bleep about yeah. that last thing. Hey, if you make alcohol... Or if you are alcohol, 
um, and want to, some publicity, give us alcohol and we'll drink it. Yeah, money too. And uh, and definitely money too. We're and, not just whores that'll put out yeah, for just your booze. Just the booze. You've got to give us money to well, put we out will, but, with your booze. Because uh, like I said, we're we not totally trustworthy. Totally <laughs> you can half trust us. Yeah. But we're willing to sell ourselves out for some booze and some money. Yeah. So if Let that be a lesson to you about everything you hear and see <laughs> on the internet yeah. and on television and in the print media. That everybody needs to wet their beak. Yes. And we're trying to wet our beak too. If you have something that we could talk about and we could whore ourselves for it, we'll just, we'll do that. So anyway, till the next (laughs) drinking about, this is drinking about you, kid. (laughs) That's fucking smooth. Thank you.